episode of the Remnant Podcast with your very own host. I am Jackie Wade. I am excited to have you on with us this, today. And we have a special guest that's joining us. I'm so excited about Evangelist Deborah Jackson. Listen, I want you guys to like, share, follow, and subscribe to this podcast. If it has been a blessing to you, please share it. Be sure to share it with your family and your friends, but be sure to like, share it, and follow this podcast. As I have mentioned in previous podcasts, we are the Remnant Podcast. And what the Remnant stands for is that we stand on the finished work of Jesus Christ, inspired and led by the Holy Spirit to ultimately bring all glory to God and not ourselves. Lives will be changed, souls delivered, and faith will be preached and proclaimed as we declare and decree that we are kingdom individuals employed to speak into the earth realm and levels of dimensions for which we have authority granted by God. Again, this is Jackie Wade. Be sure to join us uh, as you can. And also be sure to follow us. We are on several different platforms. We are on podbean.com. We are on Google Podcasts. We are on Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, FM Player or Player FM and Listen Notes. Last but not least, we are on e-linetv.com. Be sure to go to e-linetv.com and get you a, a subscription. And you can easily type in the Remnant Podcast and join us for any episodes that you may have missed or that you want to go back and look at. We'll be glad for you to come on board and look at it with us, okay? Um, again, uh, if you would like to make a donation or so into this podcast, be sure to look at my link tree uh, link below. You will see that. And also you can follow us on Facebook. All of my social media information is below. You can follow us on Facebook at The Remnant Podcast with Jackie Wade. And you can also follow us and like us on Instagram at The Remnant Podcast. That's one word, The Remnant Podcast on Instagram. So again, I am so excited that you joined us this evening. We have a really good episode set up this evening. The topic tonight is going to be from independent to dependent on God. What does that look like? What does that sound like? And what is that? For a lot of us, we are, um, you know, perfecting our, our walk with God. We're looking to uh, really walk in progressive salvation. And so one of the things we know that please God is our faith. So we're going to touch on that topic tonight. And uh, I want to share a couple things with you as well. So we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back. We're going to have um, our first segment for this evening's episode is let's be authentic, right? Let's put our hair down and let's just be authentic. Let's be who we are. So take a short break with us. We will be right back. Thanks again for joining the Remnant Podcast.
for joining us back on the Remnant Podcast this evening. Before we go into Let's Be Authentic, I want to say a quick word of prayer tonight. So if you could join in with me, that would be awesome. Father God, we come before you this evening, giving your name the praise, giving you the glory and giving you the honor, Lord. We thank you for another day that you've allowed for us, Lord God, to be here. Father, we don't take it for granted. There's a lot of people, Lord God, that is no longer here with us. And even on tonight, God, we pray for them, Lord God. We pray for those that are grief-stricken, Lord God, and those that are missing their loved ones. And so tonight, God, we just want to say thank you. Thank you for another day, for this is the day that you have made, and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. And tonight, Father, as we uh, get into this topic, Lord God, we pray that Holy Spirit will have his way, that Holy Spirit will lead and guide us in everything that we're doing, and that you would be glorified most of all, Father, that burdens will be lifted from your people and that they would get a clear understanding of those things that you have called them to do, that they will be victorious in their walk with you, God, for no one can do us like you do, and there's no one greater than you, and so we just love you tonight. We magnify you. We glorify you. And we lift you up, God. So have your way. Have your way in this podcast, Father. And we'll be so faithful to give your name all of the glory, all of the honor, and all of the praise. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. And so tonight, like I mentioned, we're going to um, just briefly talk about Let's Be Authentic. Um, this week, I just want to always go over how the week has been. This week has been just a blessing as we know, we have ups and downs, but through it all, God is still good. And if we are still here amongst the land of the living, that's a lot to be grateful for. Um, last week was a lot. And so I just thank God for his mercy, his grace. He just brought us through. I had a lot of things going on last week. And man, this week I was like, oh, I could put my hair down just a little bit, just a little bit. I still got to stay on point, but it was just awesome to um, just kind of relax this week. Here in Atlanta, the weather last week was beautiful. And then this week we had to change up a little bit. So just um, just grateful, just, just glad that you all joined us on tonight. I don't want to get too much into what I'm doing. I want to talk about the word of God this evening and really jump into this topic. God had put this topic on my heart because I remember when um, there was a time that I was really trying to get to know God in a more personal way. And one of those things that I've recognized God really look for is um, faith. The Bible say faith without works is dead. And then also it's impossible, impossible to please God without faith, right? And so um, I remember really, really thinking to myself, what can I do? How can I get victorious in this walk? What is it that I need to do? And so for so many years, I mean, I think I was going through the motions and I was you know, going into the house of God, I was serving, I was doing things, but I really had not to me, this is just my take. I really was not demonstrating, um, the level of faith, the Bible, we all have a measure of faith, right? We've all been given, um, faith, the size of a mustard seed, but the more that we, we exercise and we use that faith, the larger, you know, our belief that our trust and everything in God gets stronger and stronger. And so it was this time in my life where I really had to implement standing on God's word and believing what he said. And then when the time would come, when it was hard or things came against me, believing 
and standing in faith that God, I know you're going to do it. God, you, you promised, you made these promises and people, other people may lie and other people may not come through, but your word says that you are a man that you shall not lie. So I remember him just being everything to me when I stepped out on my faith. And it wasn't until then that I've really seen the hand of God manifest. I'll say this one part. I was leaving Philadelphia and God had told me at a point in time, I was at my old home church and I would remember sitting in the service and there was nothing wrong with my old church. However, I remember sitting in service one day and I was like, Lord, there has to be more. My son was about 10. My daughter was about six months. My oldest daughter, she was about 19. And I just looked at my children and I just was like, Lord, speak to me and help me understand where is it that I need to be. And I remember praying a couple of times and asking God to specifically send me a sign. And I remember praying and the Lord uh, said, I'll show you, I'll guide you. I had a girlfriend who was getting married here in Atlanta. And one of my best girlfriends from high school said, you're going with me to Atlanta. You're going to this wedding. And we, I really was about not, I was, a, I was, a, I was about to not go. It was about a week before the trip. I told her, oh, they could have my ticket. They could have a hotel. I was giving everything up because I never flew on a plane. Faith, right? Hey, this is it. And so she said, oh, no, you're not, Jackie. Jay, she called me JBW. You going to me to, you going with me to Atlanta. So the day came and I told her, I said, I, I said, I got to hold your hand. I know I'm a little scary. I have to hold your hand. She said, well, I don't care what you got to do. Hold my hand, cry. We going to get to Atlanta. But lo and behold, when I got to Atlanta, Atlanta, I felt like I never left Philly. I got off the plane and it felt like I had never left home. Now, I remind you, I had been praying for a couple months and uh, we got to the wedding and I saw my friends and we was all talking afterwards one night. And um, I said, wow, this feels like home. I said, this is crazy. It felt like I never left Philly. So my one particular girlfriend said, oh, well, tomorrow we having a cookout. I'm going I'm to show you around. Well, long story short, I got back to Philly. I got to my husband. I said, Leslie, I think I found where we supposed to be. God done showed me where we were supposed to be. And um it was my faith. It was my faith. And I believe God, I trust God. And no more than three weeks later, we was in our truck driving to Atlanta. The apartment had them been settled. I mean, everything that I was doing, I can't even tell the whole story. It was done by faith. When I put in my application for the apartment, the young lady called me like two days later and was like, oh, you approve, Ms. Way, you don't need but $300. We'll have your keys ready. You can come down, sign the lease all by faith. It was a big leap of, of, of faith. And I left my job, my boss. I had so much going on in Philly, but I knew what God had spoke to me. He said, if I do it one time, I could do it again. I can give you the same influence. I can give you even more. Listen. And so I stepped out on faith. I'm here to tell you tonight, but somebody that will hear this to know that God honors our faith, but faith without works is dead, right? So I want you to be encouraged. I couldn't even get through that whole part, but I did want to give a little part of that. So let me slow down a little bit. I'm so excited. The topic tonight is from independence to dependence. And that is going from being independent to being dependent on God. And so when we think about that today, when we're independent, 
in today's society, really, that's a people praise you for that. Oh, she's taking care of her house and she has her own car. And, you know, it appears to really be a good thing. However, when it comes to our relationship with God, it is quite different, right? God says, God helps those who help themselves. And we say it as if we're quoting the scripture, but I believe the scripture implies that God helped those who admit that they can't help themselves. So during that time when I was traveling, I was relying on God. I was like, Lord, if you don't make a way, Father, I need to know exactly where I need to be need to live. I need the exact location for my children's school. So I was relying on God. And even the Apostle Paul said, who probably considered himself quite independent before he met with Christ, claimed that his strength comes to a came through a total dependence on God when he said God's power is perfected in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. Glory be to God. That's in 2 Corinthians 12 and 9. And so when we rely on God, there's to me, this is my opinion, a glory that he wants to share with us. There's a glory because we're relying on him and we're saying, God, if you don't do it, it can't get done, right? And we're so humble to give him the glory when it gets done that guess what? He's sharing some of that glory back. He's saying, guess what? If you got any naysayers, don't worry about it because I got you covered. If you have someone that's not believing, don't worry about it because I'm God. I am your source. So some of us, and I've had this where I've had trouble depending on for, for anyone. Like I've had trust issues and I'm open about that, but God has healed me. But usually when we can't trust or we can't depend, it's, it, it stems from something different, right? It could stem from having a parent that left us, that walked out on us, a girlfriend or a boyfriend, a husband, a wife that betrayed us, someone that was significant to us that let us down and made us think at one time that, um, we could depend on them, that we could really trust them. And we find ourselves thinking, you know, I don't need anyone. I could do this on my own. And I said it I, plenty of times, I'm just fine. You know, Mary J song, I'm doing just fine was my, was my theme song, okay? But then I met the Lord. I really met him in this very um, intimate way. And when I had that relationship, let me tell you, there was no other relationship that, could satisfy me you know everything that God has promised me he has done and if it wasn't done it was because he had something better it was because it wasn't his will for my life it wasn't that he didn't want me to have good or you know have the best it was because what I thought was the best was not the best in his sight so we got to remember that as well when we start and we believe God for doing the things that he wants to do, it's according to his will, because his will is best. We could think our will is good, but you know, the Bible say his thoughts are not our thoughts. His, my, his ways are not our ways. So God always has what's best for us in, in his plan, right? When one door closed, he already opened another one, but are we going to him? Are we asking him, God, why did this door shut? Why did this job, you know, let me go. It's because he may have something better, but we got to go to him. We have to know him, you know, in the beauty of holiness. And uh, we're going to get into that a little more tonight. But the mindset that can hurt us is the one that we think we got it all together. 
And um, in the long run, God wants us to depend on him, his word for his plans are best for our lives. And if you've prided yourself on not needing anyone or just fear trusting another person because of a disappointment or betrayal, God wants, you know, for you to trust him more than anything and make up. He wants to make up for to that disappointment to you, you know, but we got to trust in him and trust on his word and know that he's the most reliable one that we could ever depend on. For the scripture tells us three wonderful things about God, um, how he wants us to depend on him. God wants us to trust him for provision. God wants us to trust him for protection. And God can be trusted with your problems. A lot of times we may find ourselves talking to um, different ones, but he wants us to trust him with um, provision with protection, but most of all, with those problems, we, you know, there's a time when I remember talking my problem out to someone and hearing it from another person, but the blessed thing about God, we could talk to him and we don't have to hear about it. Only he knows, but that's an intimate relationship for we can plan out our lives, but ultimately God is in control of our destiny. Destiny. So the scripture even tells us he knows the beginning as well as the end of our days and has assigned us our portion and established our delightful inheritance. And that's Psalm 16, five and eight through eight, which means that he knows every event that occurs in our lives and every incident that takes us by surprise. Psalms 37, 23 and 20 through 24 says it like this. If the Lord delights in a man's ways, he makes his steps firm. Though he stumble, he won't fall, for the Lord will uphold him with his hand. And we know, and we who know Christ have the wonderful assurance from the scriptures that God will work every bad move, every unexpected situation, every mistake on our part or tragedy on our part of someone else and work it for our good in our lives. So, I just wanted to mention that tonight to be encouraged. Um, Romans 8.28 is my favorite where it says, we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him and who have been called according to his purpose. We want to be called according to his purpose. Amen. So I just wanted to mention that this evening, take a short break again. We want to come back um, after this break for our next segment. Okay. Listen, thank you all for joining. We'll be right back on the Remnant Podcast. Thank you everyone for joining us. We are back on the Remnant Podcast and thank you for joining. So as I mentioned in the beginning, we have a very special guest, evangelist Deborah Jackson. I wanted to tell you a little bit about 
uh, Evangelist Jackson. She is a native of upstate New York, where she grew up in the Church of God in Christ. And over the years, Deborah served in many capacities in whatever local fellowship she uh, belonged to. She's a proud wife. She's a mother and a grandmother. And ladies and gentlemen, let's give a very warm welcome to our guest tonight, Evangelist Deborah Jackson. Hi, Deborah Jackson, how are you? Hey, Sister Jackie, I'm doing good. Thank you so much for inviting me to be on with you tonight. I'm telling you, I have already enjoyed all of your opening comments about going from independence to dependency on God. It's important that we do have to make a shift. Yes, yes, amen. When we get into a relationship with God, Absolutely. Absolutely. I had a couple questions. I wanted to start opening up and just see. In your bio, it mentioned that you were a youth president, a uh, praise and worship leader. And let me see also, you were a choir president and director both locally and regionally. And so I wanted to ask you this evening, what brought you to Christ? <laughs> well, that was a whole story in itself. Um, being a young woman and, you know, we had, I had some situations in my younger days that caused me to not even want to be saved because I had, you know, I was an unwed mother at an early age and, you know, my mom and dad were both ministers. And so that definitely did not go over well. Yes, I know. But God, you see yeah. And so my mom, you know, she was always bothering me about, you know, getting saved. <laughs> and one day she had me take her up to the church. They were having revival. And as that song goes, I went to the meeting one night Ooh, and God. my heart wasn't right. But something got yeah. a hold of me in that church service. Yeah. That's it. You know, God knew I needed him even when I didn't know that I needed him. And he had, as you said earlier in your comments, there is a predestination. He chose us before the foundation of the world. That's and I'm right. thankful, I'm thankful that he chose me. Even when I didn't have sense enough to know that I needed him. And I, I found myself up at that altar before I knew I was walking. I know. <laughs> I, listen, I, I understand. <laughs> it sounds like my story too. <laughs> yes. Amen. That's a blessing. Um, it sounds like, yeah, there's a lot of what I've been through. I remember when, um, kind of sort of when I, my mom had me come out to a church service one time and I didn't even know why I was crying. I went up, but I was compelled. It was God's spirit compelling me, you know, um, and uh, it was the best choice. Now I want to ask you, as a youth church president, how important is it to steer the youth to the power of God? How would you say, what's, what's important on steering them to the power of God? Well, you know, the Bible itself tells us, train up a child in the way that they should go. And when they're older, they won't depart from it. And just speaking from my own experience, uh, I was definitely being trained while I was young, right? Yeah. And I definitely went away. But God did not take his hands off of me. While I was out there, I was still being protected. 
while yes. I was out there, there was still that same call on my life while I was out there. God knew that there was going to come a point in time that I would say yes to him. And so it's important for us at an early age to get the word of God in the minds of the youth. Because again, the word of God is going to accomplish what it's intended to in the youth. And if you don't tell them about God, if you don't tell them about his love and how Jesus loves them, they could get out there and not have anything in their heart that was planted to bring them to God at a later stage. So that's why it's most important. Yes, yes. Oh, that's good. That's, 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 that's powerful, seriously, because even when I was out, you know, growing up in the church and then, you know, that time when I left and was calling myself doing my own thing, mm-hmm. I remember the times when my friends, we would be at clubs and they would be like, oh, um, asking me, Jackie, we, should we stay or should we leave? You know, <laughs> and it was something on the inside that they saw, I probably didn't even recognize, like you said, that God had already put in me from a child, you know? And so that's powerful. You're totally right. That's totally right. Now with social media and everything that seems so instant today, everything is so instant, especially to the younger generation. As a mother and grandmother, what would you say is some advice you want to give to the youth trying to find themselves in the Lord? You know, one of the things is that there are always um, role models that you can find, even in your youth. I remember there were people who, when we were teenagers, they would always be the ones that would go get saved at every revival. And they were serious about it too. So there will always be a role model that you can look to, to just ask questions. If you're curious about why they don't act like everybody else does or why they always walking around singing gospel songs instead of singing the songs that you hear mostly on the radio and they will be apt to tell you that they go to church you know and I would say to the parents of the youth you know if you are not a person that goes to church you know people used to send their kids to vacation bible school in the summer Yes. You know, even if they didn't go to church, they would send them there so they could get some Bible training. So, you know, sometimes the Lord will work even through your children to get go back and get you, you know, because oh, you're not in church. That's a word right there. Yeah. Yeah. Because there weren't, you know, all you got to do is get them in an atmosphere where they see other children having fun, you know, with and, and getting into the word of God and singing and going to church. And in my church, in our organization, we had the youth choir, which was called the Sunshine Band. Well, we used to have just neighborhood kids come. They weren't even members of the church, but they would come so they could sing. And then eventually it would go back and grab the parents. Next thing you know, the whole family is a member of the church. So we got many ways, or there are many ways that you can encourage young people to get involved. Just expose them to other young people, and they will. Find a way to invite them to church. And then the rest can be history. Yes. (laughs) It's funny you says that just now. I remember when my young, my oldest daughter, she came home one day and um, she was always going to church with my mom and my dad at the time. And I was going and not going and going, you know, she came home one day and she was like, mom, 
You need to go to church. <laughs> she was telling me everything she learned. And what you just said, I was so convicted because I was looking at her. She was just walking around the house and telling me what she learned about God. And mom, you're going to have to go to church now, you know? <laughs> and then I always remind her of that. When you was just saying that, it just brought back that memory. So true. Mm-hmm. So true. Now in your bio, it mentioned that you said um, the Lord has allowed it says you mentioned the Lord has allowed her to be used in the area of ministry of the word and to serve as guest psalmist mm-hmm. at various churches, nursing homes, and prisons in the Metro Atlanta area. Mm-hmm. So what are some reoccurring messages you hear from those you cater to, like the elderly and, you know, those that you go and uh, sing to and all? Well, you know, I'm not doing so much of it now as I was the earlier days when we first moved down here because, um, Part of my ministry was serving, I have an older sister, well, had one, she's deceased now. But part of that ministry was to just take care of her. She was a dementia patient. And so when we first brought her down here, um, you know, she was in an assisted living. And there was a church that I was a member of. We used to go to the nursing home over there uh, nearby the church. And we used to just go and, and take God in there, just minister to the seniors, and minister to them, you know, once a week, just go in and just love on them, give them some scripture, sing songs. And you know what? No matter what color, white, black, Hispanic, whatever they were, they were just happy to receive the ministry of song and word. And it just brought joy to them. And you could tell that they were happy to have somebody just come in and see about them, right? Yes. And then, um, you know, I used to be a part of a prison ministry at one other place and the same thing, just because they were incarcerated did not mean that they did not have a heart or soul that God could touch. And we couldn't do too much touching and talking to them, but we went in, we brought the Lord to them by word and by singing. And they were so happy you could tell because they would join in, of course, the same as the seniors. Wherever you take God, they're going to remember something, a lot of people, about what happened when they were a kid. They might have been in Sunday school. They might have been in the children's choir. They might have gone to um, you know, the summer church school. They remember those old songs when they grew up as a kid. Mm-hmm. They remember the hymns that they may have heard when they were going to church the older people, as well as those that were in prison. And you yeah. could see that it could the, the word of God through the songs connect to people in their heart where they need it, right? Yeah. And yeah. so I would just get real joy and satisfaction out of being able to be used by God in that manner. Yes, and you know, music, like you're a psalmist, it's healing. That's a ministry in itself. Mm-hmm. Music ministers to people in a specific way, you know, Mm -hmm. that's powerful. That's a blessing. It was, you know, and I do, you know, I do have fond memories. And, you know, a lot of what my husband and I did was even with churches, part of our ministry was to go and to help smaller churches that were just getting started to try to get their music ministry going. And so we, we would have like, it seemed like every two years, God was moving us from place to place, church church, because my husband is a musician and I sang. And so that would be what we did. So we got a chance to meet lots of different people from different backgrounds. And it was just a blessing, you know, to be used by God in that manner so that people could be uh, blessed by the songs, 
you know, by the teachings that we would do. And then really that God would be glorified. In all Amen. That. <laughs> That's it, right? Mm-hmm. Now, the title tonight is um, From Independent to Dependent on God. What does this topic mean to you in regards to your faith? Oh, let me tell you, you know, we are all selfish beings from the get-go, right? Born in sin, shaping in iniquity. And so it's, it's normal to be selfish, to think about just me, 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 mine, mine, mine. I'm doing this all on my own. And so when you get from going to, from being selfish to thinking about others more than you think about yourself, from relying on God to be your all in all, to be everything to you. Oh, it's a whole different mindset. And that's why this topic is so important because a lot of times people who are just coming into God, that is the flesh warring against the spirit. Selfishness versus God dependency is the flesh warring against the spirit. And so we have to be taught that there should be a difference when we come to Christ. Amen. Amen. Um, It's powerful what you just said, because that independence, you know, it's a mindset. But then when you got to be in turn that mindset, the Bible say, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. That's right. And so when we come into the Lord, we come into Christ Jesus, there's a renewing that has to take place. That's right. And so many people on so many different levels, it happens not just with one area of our life, but several different areas. Like for myself, I remember with finances, you know, being a good steward, you got to apply the word. Mm-hmm. I can't be sitting there saying, oh Lord, I need to buy a house and it's going to drop out the, out the sky. No, I got to apply the principles. I got to save my money. I got to be a good steward. I got to do what God told me to do. And then as my mind is transformed, you know, you see the, the benefits that God will allow us to be blessed. He said, is that any more than anything, I wish that your soul would prosper. So he wants us to prosper first in our minds, our hearts, that we can get all that he wants he want to get to us. But our mindset, like you said, that's that mindset of, oh, I could do this. Oh, I got this. And there's nothing wrong with wanting to be independent, but make sure that you're dependent on God first, you know, and then enjoying that independence that he give you to serve and be a blessing and not take it, like you said, for ourselves and to think, oh, this car, I, I ain't giving nobody no ride or, you know, <laughs> I can't let nobody lay in my, one of the bedrooms in my home, you know, take consideration who we letting in, but, you know, just to be a blessing. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh my. So this was awesome. I really appreciated um, all of your input this evening. I really, I'm really grateful to be here. Yes, we gotta have you back because I mean, I mean, there's a lot more. It's a lot more in there. I know <laughs> that, I, that I need to get out. That I need to uh, hear here. But this was a good start, um, and I really do thank you for coming on the podcast. And being thank here. you for inviting me. It was a pleasure. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. I think now that we're going to take one more break, and then we're going to come back with this last um, segment of this episode called Tried and True. This is the part where if you would like to call in, you can. Um, If you would like to give a testimony, if you want to talk just about the goodness of God, something he's done for you or is doing for someone you know, 
feel free at this point when we come back on, you can dial in, you can come on and go live with us and um, talk about what God has done. We want to give him glory tonight and honor in our lives. All right. So we're going to take a quick break and we will be right back. Thank you for joining the Remnant Podcast. And thank you for joining us back here on the Remnant Podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed that last part of the episode with Evangelist Deborah Jackson. It was very powerful. And um, she spoke on several things as it pertains to our young people today and just how much, you know, everything is so instant. We're in a really a different world and how we need to really encourage them through the word of God and keep them embraced and, you know, just really talk to them more than ever about God and the word of God and plant those seeds. It may not seem like or feel like, you know, you, you're gaining ground, but you know, God does the, he'll do the increase. We just got to do what it is. He tell us to do and love on them and encourage them, you know, and um, where they are is not where they're going to end. You know, I remember as a youth and I remember now when I look back, I'm like, wow, you know, thank God people really helped me. And all, a lot of times the help wasn't always positive input. Um, it was, you know, Jackie, why you say that? Why are you going there? You know, my God, mom would say certain things to me. And oh, God rest her soul. But she would really, boy, she was something. She would get on me. And then when it was about 20 or 25, I really was like, why do I do that? It helped me to look at myself. So just remember to encourage the young people, love on them, you know, show discipline in a loving way and however, which way they can handle it. Cause some, I know for my son, he can handle discipline, you know, now for other, my different children, I got to do it a little different. Cause I need, I need their heart to be con- convicted, you know? And so that was powerful. Um, this is the segment. If anyone wants to call in, feel free to call in. We can have you come on and give a testimony. If not, I'll wait a couple moments, but if not, um, I want to, Evangelist uh, Deborah, did you have a testimony, anything you'd like to share? Well, first, I want to thank you for inviting me on. Um, It's been such a pleasure being here tonight. And here's what, when I thought about your topic, you, you touched on a couple things that came to my mind too. You know, we can trust God with our heart. And, you know, sometimes when people have had bad relationships where somebody has done something to them that caused them to not be able to trust people, that's when people like to hold on to their independence. And then they go into the relationship with God doing the same thing. But I want your audience to know that God can be trusted with your 
heart. He's not like man, as you mentioned. And so if we just give him a try, he will show how much he loves us and how much he has our best interests at heart. And then we'll find ourselves being so free and willing to let God drive us where he wants us to go and not resisting the love yeah. that he has for us. That's mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, a, that's, that's good right there. I remember um, even in my life, I was married and I was like, oh, I'll never get married again. And um, I'm married now. <laughs> Glory be to God. But I had to trust God with my heart first. Mm-hmm. I was like, Lord, I don't want to not, you know, receive everything you have for me. I was still 30, pretty young. I was 30 something years old. Mm-hmm. And I remember praying and, and uh, reading the word and the word trust jumped off those papers to me, off the scriptures. And um, God clearly let me know, you have to trust me with everything, with everything. Don't make anyone else your God. Let me be God and I'll get you through this thing. So mm-hmm. that's powerful. You, we, we just be collaborating. I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, you know, we are sisters in Christ, right? Yes. And then I noticed that you talked about faith is what got you, you know, through a lot of the things in your life, even your move, you know, and the thing about faith is that you said it. It's impossible to please God without it. But then once we come into the faith, there are things that we have to add to that so that we can grow up in him. You know, the Bible tells us about uh, when we're first coming in, we should desire the sincere milk of the word. That milk is only for when we're babies. After a while, we got to grow up in him in all things. And so if we have faith, then we can add to it. Let me see. It says, we got to understand, you mentioned it, that there's going to be a time when we're going to be tested. But we can trust God that the test is not going to kill us. The test comes to work something in us so we can be mature. Because if we don't ever go through anything, how do we know? Amen. And so God knows just exactly where to take us. And then he says he always provides a way of escape, no matter what the test is that he takes us through. And then we got to get in that word and understand, renew the mind. You said it. You can't renew your mind on the things of God until you know his word. Amen. And then you'll be able to act according to what the Lord wants you to do. And then we got to grow in love, real love, agape love. Yeah. Don't get mad when somebody says something you don't like. Pray for them. Learn how to love people the way you want to be loved. And you know you want people to love you with your good, your bad, and your ugly. That's how Amen. God loves us. Oh, you better preach now. <laughs> he loves us no matter what. Right? That's it. That's so it. We got to learn how to love people just like he does. And it was funny you say that because that's when I started growing up. You know that I remember reading the scripture. It says, what good is, is it that you love those that love you? Come on now. The reward is when you love those that despitefully have talked about you, used you, or whatever. And when I did that, I'm going to tell you, there was a whole nother dimension that opened up. There was a whole nother revelation that God allowed me to understand because what good is it? Mm. What good is it? The blessing is when 
when we could love those that we know. Right. Because God now is saying, now you showing my love. Because it's not about you. Your little feelings mm -hmm. hurt. Okay, mm -hmm. I'll take care of your feelings. But how about you show my love? Because how are they going to know that we disciples? How are they going to know that we had a love of God if we're not showing those? And they know they hurt us. Right. People know what they do. But it's our responsibility That's to right. love them with the love of God and yeah. let God deal with that. And he, he start growing us up. That's ooh, right. God damn it. Ooh, you, and they say you what he say, let the flesh be crucified. And the only way is if we tap into that love that God has, mm -hmm. then God can get the glory, right? Because people will know that it must be God. Because right. what I did to them, <laughs> I know I wouldn't be treating them nice, treating them kindly or whatever. It must be God. It's something about that must be real. And let me investigate further to see if I can get some of what you got going on on the inside. Yes. That's, that's how. He said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw. Come on now. Come on now. Unto me, right? That's we right. We want to get him lifted up, right? Mm -hmm. So that's, that's, that's powerful. Ooh, that, that's was powerful. The, that love is, is, you got to add that to your faith. And then it, the Bible tells us that you got to grow up in your holiness yeah. the bible about god said be holy because i'm holy well no it's not about being perfect it's about being holy and yeah. it's our responsibility to cleanse ourselves sanctify ourselves so god can get out of our life what he wants to get out of our life and so we have to grow up and perfect holiness because we want to please god Yes. And you know, you cannot um, represent God in the earth any old kind of way. You yes. have to be his authorized legal representative, conducting yourself like a representative would. You know how they have the ambassadors that go and live in foreign countries. We in a foreign country. Okay. <laughs> That's my cash at ambassador. <laughs> Just saying. This world is a foreign country to us citizens of heaven. And so we have to represent the king of kings and the Lord of lords right down here. And so we have to not conduct ourselves in a way that would give our king a bad name. Amen. We have to conduct ourselves so that he will be proud of us. And when we get there before him, when he calls us back to the kingdom, he'll be able to say, well done. Amen. And so everything we do, you know how they used to have those little bracelets? What would Jesus do? Yeah. It's a real thing. Yes. Because I know that whenever I think about what would Jesus do, I got some changing that I need to do in yes. the way I treat people, <laughs> in the way I act, yes. in the way I go out and in among people. Yes. You right now, we got to grow up so that God mature because growing don't take nothing you know when a baby is born we start growing automatically we six you know 16 inches or whatever it is next thing you know we five foot four next thing you know we six foot two we didn't really do anything except eat and drink stuff but to mature that's a whole different situation amen that takes a mindset shift yes and the only thing wow. we can do that maturing in him is the word and practicing the word. Amen. Speaking the word. Yeah. 
doing the work. Yes. That's maturity. Yep. And you Not can tell them what yep. you say. You knew you made it when you when that love thing started showing up where you were showing unconditional love. That was another level. Yes. And when you can yep. do the Beatitudes, that's a whole different level. Yes. Amen. That's real. And this is your attitude ought to be. Yes. And he constantly, you want that communion so you can constantly, he can correct you. He can show you. He can help That's you. Right. That's you know, right. creating That's me a clean heart, Lord. That's right. Renewing me a right spirit. Oh, yes. Yes. So I, I, I want to ask you, um, how can we get into stay in touch with you? What information can you share with us this evening if someone wanted prayer or just what, what can you share tonight? How we can stay in contact with you? Well, you know, I'd be happy to give my phone number. My phone number is 404-483-7683. I have that with me all the time. So if there's anybody who just wants to talk about something, who wants prayer, who wants to discuss the word, I'm happy to take that phone call. And you just let me know that you heard me on the Remnant podcast so that I'll know that that's where I know you from. And, you know, just call. And I'm happy to help any way that I can. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, and tonight, before we end this episode, um, I feel compelled that there will be those that uh, will want to give their heart or are looking to give their heart to Christ to, to, to learn more about what we've even talked about tonight, to grow in their faith, to establish their rightful place in the kingdom. But first, that starts with giving your heart to, to the Lord Jesus Christ, confessing some things, believing that he you know, died and was raised again. And so I'm going to ask Evangelist Deborah Jackson, this is such a sensitive time for me. Um, because we don't know who may hear this, but if you, whenever you hear this, however you hear it, wherever you are in your car, at home, um, in your home, wherever, um, if you would repeat after her, she's going to do this prayer of salvation that will lead you into the kingdom of God. And then after that, you would want to definitely get into um, a Bible believing place of worship. Um, we are the church physically here, our bodies, we're the temples of God, but you want to be taught and then walk into progressive salvation. And like she mentioned tonight, that is through the word of God being um, taught and, and learning the word because you can't apply this word, this faith walk, unless you have word. Faith come by hearing and hearing comes by the word of God. Your hearing has to be increased. Your hearing, you got to constantly hear. I had to constantly hear some things about God trusting in the Lord believing in him with all of my heart. You know, I had to hear those things. So tonight we want to offer the prayer of salvation tonight. And uh, ex-evangelist Deborah, if you could lead them into um, that prayer. I am happy to. And just as you mentioned, you know, the first thing you, there was a segment that you call keeping it real. Let's be authentic. We have to be authentic when we come to God. We have to know that God is, he's been standing there all along waiting for us with his arms outstretched and all we have to do is admit and recognize that first of all we were born in sin and shaping in iniquity Amen. 
It, it, we didn't have to do anything to be a sinner. It would, we just born that way because of the sins that Adam and Eve committed by being disobedient in the garden. And then once we do that, we just need to repent and ask God to help us. And then we confess. And so let us bow our heads. Those of you who want to give your heart to the Lord, just repeat after me, Heavenly Father, I do admit that I am a sinner. I repent of my sins right now. And I confess that Jesus Christ came to the earth as a man. He was lifted up on the cross for my sins. He bled and shed his blood. And I accept him as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. I am saved. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Hallelujah, glory to God. And we thank the Lord tonight for being in the midst of us. He says we're two or three is gathered. There he, there he is also. And so I'm gonna close out in prayer. Again, if you would like to sow or donate to this podcast, please see the link tree link below. And um, feel free to donate as as God leads and as he put it in your heart and be obedient to, you know, the move of God. Um, I do want to close out with prayer. Again, I want to thank you, Evangelist Deborah Jackson, for coming on this evening. I think we're going to have her again. <laughs> I, I really enjoyed this. This was awesome. You blessed me in so many ways. Yeah, thank you um, so much. Absolutely. Thank you. And so um, we're just going to close out in prayer before we end our podcast tonight. Again, I thank everyone for joining us. And again, remember to join us on Mondays at 7 p.m. on the Remnant Podcast. We will close out right now. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we come before you thanking you for another awesome time in you, Lord. We thank you for each and every person that has been, that joined us tonight and even those that will listen afterwards, God. Father, continue to move by your mighty spirit like never before. Bless Evangelist Deborah, her family. We thank you for the hedge of protection of blood that cover her life, Lord God. And we thank you for each and every person that joined us tonight. Bless them and bless them indeed. God, we thank you for their hearts, their minds, and their souls wanting to be under your guidance and under your leadership, Father. For no one could do us like you do. And we give you all of the honor, the glory, and the praise. We thank you even for myself, God, continue to order my steps. And it is in Jesus' mighty name that we pray. Amen. Thank you all. Thank you all for joining. Um, Again, I just want to remind you that with the Remnant Podcast, we stand on the finished work of Jesus Christ, inspired and led by the Holy Spirit to bring glory, all glory to God. And we declare and decree that we are kingdom individuals proclaiming and preaching the gospel also speaking into the realms and the earth and the levels of dimension for which God has granted us authority. We thank you again for joining us. Be blessed. I love y'all. And again, thanks for joining the Remnant Podcast. We'll see you on the next episode. Take care now.